Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of the Diz Explorers, where each week we explore the magic of Disney culture, Disney movies, and of course, Disney travel. This week, our troupe is down to four. We have Adrian. Hello. Jessica. Hey, everyone. Milford. Hello. And I'm Melanie. And I'm excited because this week we have a trip report from Adrienne. She just returned from Walt Disney World, where, of course, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is in full effect. So without any further delay, Adrienne, the floor is yours. Okay, so um, I do want to talk about Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, but that was the last thing we did. And it was so much more than y'all prepared me for so I can't wait to talk about it you had some weather to combat as well we did and that was the first thing that I was going to say is that you know I think I took one of those personality tests and I came out to no one's surprise as a very type a leader planner person (laughs) I know y'all are shocked so it's one of the reasons that Disney World is so exciting for me right because I get to fully employ all of my type a idiosyncrasies. But I learned this trip that, you know, I always say be flexible, be flexible, but like you really have to be flexible. Like you can plan, 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 plan for months, which everybody does for the most part for Disney World trips. But there's also an element of having to be flexible because, you know, it's a vacation and also it's life and life happens. So speaking of the weather, we were originally supposed to go down on a Thursday. I worked a half day. We waited till the kids got out of school and we were in our cars and we drove for about two hours. Um, So we were about middle of Georgia when we realized that this weather is serious business and there was a hurricane coming and it was headed straight for us. So we decided to turn around and come down the next day, which changed everything because we were supposed to go to the first Mickey's not so scary Halloween party on that Friday, September 2nd. And, um, and we weren't going to be able to make it cause we were still going to be traveling that day. So I am frantically calling my boss at work and saying, can I please take a couple of extra days off in the following week? Because we need to, you know, cause otherwise I'm losing out money on those tickets cause we won't be able to attend the party. And then I'm calling Disney and I'm asking them to transfer my tickets from Friday to the next Thursday. I'm also like trying to book a hotel for a couple of extra days. So it was a very busy day. But, you know, we it all worked out. We were able to go down that Friday and we didn't we didn't hurry or anything. So we got down there Friday, probably around eight or nine o'clock that night, because it's a good 10 hour drive from our house when you have two small children and one of which is potty training. So we're, you know driving for like an hour before we have to stop and pee somewhere. So we got down there kind of just relaxed in the room. We stayed in Animal Kingdom Lodge again this time, but in Kadani Village, as opposed to the last trip where we stayed in Jumbo House. And it was beautiful. I I was, I'd been so overwhelmed by how much I had loved Jumbo House that I was almost disappointed when we were, you know, told we were going to be in Kadani village this time, but it was, it was just as beautiful and the rooms were equally as nice. 
you know, of course we had a Savannah view. We paid for a Savannah view this time. The last time we just kind of lucked into one. And I actually think the one we lucked into one was a bit, a little bit of a better view, but it was the first time my kids had stayed there. My son, he doesn't care. He's three. So like, as long as he can jump on a bed and, you know, eat crackers on vacation, he doesn't care. But Melanie, my five-year-old, well, she's six. She turned six on the trip. Uh-huh. She, she was completely amazed by it, you know, which is, which is kind of half the fun, right? For right, a vacation, absolutely. for a Disney vacation is watching your kids just experience everything. And the older we get the, or the older she gets, the more like me she is. <laughs> and which is scary, but the next morning on Saturday morning, we woke up really early. Cause I'm just an early bird. Anyway, we got up at like six 30 that morning and Melanie woke up when I did, we went and toured the resort and, and saw the animals. And I've got this picture that I posted on Facebook that I'll need to share, but you know, it's her, like you just see this complete awe on her face as she sees like her first giraffe and she's pointing out into the Savannah and seeing all the animals for the first time. And, you know, it was just really special. And it just kind of reminded me why I do this. You know, why I go insane and plan these trips because because of that look on her face and how special and how fun that is. But anywho, to get into the actual trip, because I'm going to get all sentimental because, you know, she started kindergarten and she's six now and, you know, freaking out. But we spent Saturday at Hollywood Studios. We got there. We had a 10 o'clock reservation for Hollywood and Fine to do the Disney Junior Breakfast. Which, by the way, does anybody know why they still have Handy Manny in that lineup? Because my kids had no clue who he was. Like, it's Princess Sophia, Dot McStuffins, Handy Manny, and Jake from Jake and the Neverland Pirates. And Handy Manny came around, and even my little boy was like, I don't I don't know who this is. I don't know what I'm doing. But, you know, Melanie still just, like, ran up and gave him a big old hug. But has anyone ever done that breakfast before or eaten there? My kids outgrew it before they began it. I've got, yeah. I'm the one with the old kids. So. Yeah, oh, that's fine. <laughs> no. um, I'm sure Crystal would understand if she were here. Um, but I was completely underwhelmed. And I don't say that very often, but, you know, usually when you go to a character breakfast or a character meal in general, like, you know, you're not going there for the food. You know, you're going there for the character interactions. But it was so noisy. And... The characters moved um, all the way from the other side of the restaurant where you can see the um, 50s primetime cafe from the same spot, Mm -hmm. but started over on that side and then came all the way over to us. And so it took a really long time. I think maybe it may have been just because we were still so tired from traveling the day before and three-year-olds are not easy in sit-down restaurants anyway. But it was, I mean, the food was only okay. The character interactions were only okay. So, I, you know, just out there saying it, I'm not entirely sure that I would recommend that for people who are looking for a, you know, a toddler themed character meal. And is that a, but, is that a buffet at breakfast? It is. It's a buffet. Yeah. So it was typical buffet food. I mean, they had the Mickey waffles, which I mean, you can get anywhere, but that makes yeah. my kids happy right there. But you know, it was nothing special. We had done the buffet at Tusker House at Animal Kingdom. I thought, you know, because of the different kind of cuisine that was there, it was just an infinitely better meal. But the next thing that happened totally made up for it, and it didn't matter at all. Because 
my, as y'all have heard me talk about before, my daughter is completely obsessed with Star Wars because I'm raising her right. She wanted to go meet Kylo Ren and Chewbacca. So after breakfast, we went and headed over to the Star Wars launch bay where the lines were still pretty short. They're only like 15 or 20 minutes for those characters. My husband has a birthday in September and my daughter has a birthday in September. So they both had on birthday buttons and this cast member named Josh, shout out to Josh, um, met us right before we went into the lunch bay. And he was like, oh my gosh, two birthdays. And so they, they were talking and he goes, all right, well, I, I'm required by law, by Disney law to give you guys a magical moment. And we're like, <gasps> I know it was awesome. So he takes our bags. And he goes, I'm going to walk you to the front of the lines to meet the characters. And so he took us in front of everybody. And again, the lines weren't very long. So, I mean, it would have been spectacular, you know, if it was like hundreds of people waiting in line. But took us to the front of the line to go meet Kylo Ren, which, by the way, my daughter hugged him. And it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen because he just stands there straight as a board. Like he has no idea what to do. Cause there's this little girl hugging him <laughs> and Melanie's just got this big grin on her face and she's like, got him this bear hug. So it was hilarious. And then Josh took us over to the next one so we could meet Chewbacca. He um, took us up to go meet the Jawas where they were trying to, I think trade Melanie's birthday pin for something. Cause you know, the Jawas tried to trade and then gave us fast passes like three, of, they're almost like the rider swap fast passes because it's good for up to four people. So three for any ride in Hollywood Studios for the whole for the rest of the month. So we could use them anytime we wanted on our trip. Wow. It was so fun. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I've never had this before. Wow. That's so awesome. It was really, really cool. It was really fun. So, like I said, that was kind of almost the highlight of that part of the trip because – you know, they, my Melanie was so excited. Oh my gosh. I mean, she's, like I said, completely obsessed with Star Wars. So she was wearing her little Ray t-shirt and Kylo Ren looked at her and was like, I, you know, you will be good for the first order and all that sort of intimidating stuff. And she's just looking at him with a big old grin on her face. Like, I can't wait to hug you again. So it was great. And then we were at Toy Story Mania and Star Tours and we met Olaf who I'd never met before. So that was really fun. And then we left because one of the good things we have, we always make sure to get park hopper passes. And I know that there's a lot of debate on that, but we, we like it because we like to have, again, that kind of flexibility. And my kids were over Hollywood studios at that point. Cause you know, it's only because of all the construction that's going on. There's not a whole lot to do there. They're not into the Muppets. So we don't do that. My daughter, even though she's tall enough, refuses to get on rock and roller coaster and, um, and refuses to get on tower of terror. She thinks it's just the scariest thing ever. So we went ahead and left, took a break at the hotel and went back to magic kingdom that night where we didn't do anything super, super special, but Zachary rode the barnstormer for the first time. And cause he was finally tall enough and it started something. Cause I'm pretty sure we rode it 10 times before our trip was over like it, he's completely obsessed with it which Melanie was too at that age so it's it's kind of funny to watch but we just kind of walked around Magic Kingdom got an idea for it because that wasn't on our plan um we just kind of decided to go there last minute and walked around and saw some things and ate a few snacks and went back to the hotel and the next morning we went to Animal Kingdom and 
had a fast pass for the safaris first thing. So it's the first place we went. And I'd always heard that first thing in the morning and kind of right at dusk, now that they're opening up later, is the best time for animals. And it was good. It was good. But we didn't see any lions this time at all. They were completely hidden. But the rest of the animals, there were a lot of elephants out and about and a lot of giraffes. And again, that's just one of my kids' favorite things is to see the, to see all the animals. And then Melanie was super excited because she was finally tall enough to ride Primeval Whirl, which when you just look at it, if you guys don't know, like you sit in this little cart and then it like slings you back and forth and spins you around. So it's like a roller coaster, but not. And, but it has a 48 inch um, height requirement. And she hadn't been 48 inches the last time we were there and she'd begged to ride and couldn't. So she finally got to ride it. And I took a video of her first ride and she's just like screaming and talking the whole time, which I know, again, y'all had no idea that I like to talk. And she has definitely inherited that from me because she didn't shut up the whole ride. She was either screaming or she was saying, I'm going to die over and over and over. (laughs) (laughs) So she was having fun. She had so much fun. So much fun screaming like, this is the best ride ever. I'm going to die. And then screaming. And then like midway through the next, I'm going to start screaming again. So she thought it was amazing. And we got the um, rider swap so she could ride it again with her dad without having to wait in the line. But we didn't do any of the shows. We had planned to take them on to Festival of the Lion King. But um, we ended up not. They were tired, and it was hot. It was so hot that week, y'all. And it was still busy because it was Labor Day weekend. Um, It was still, the crowds were, I wouldn't say they're, like, really bad, but they were pretty significant. The wait times were, you know, close to 45 minutes to an hour for most of the good stuff. So um, we kind of left midday, went back to the hotel, played in the pool at Kadani village, which is so awesome. We didn't get in the pool when we were at Jumbo house, but here we had the time cause we were there for almost a week and they have like a small little slide, which my three-year-old was obsessed with. Zachary kept going. Like he would just go down the slide, go back around, go down the slide, go down like a hundred times over. And then they also have like a big slide, like a big kid slide. And so my daughter and my husband went on that several times. So it was a lot of fun. So if you ever have a chance to like play in the pools, I feel like we, I don't ever do that. I don't make time for that. Um, So we did this time and it was definitely worth it. All right. So the next day we got up and went to Epcot, which is my favorite park, but my kid's least favorite. So I tried to bribe them with a princess meal, or at least my daughter anyway. So we had a pre-park opening reservation at Akershus, and um, it was good. Have anybody, who's eaten there? Nobody? We started to one trip and then (laughs) ended up canceling it because people told us it wasn't any good. But everything I've heard since then is, is that it's actually pretty good. Yeah, it was good. We did, the thing I like about it is that they bring you the hot food to your table. So again, we do breakfast. If we're going to do table, like table service reservations, it's usually a breakfast. Um, So we had this, they brought like eggs and 
hash brown casserole and sausage and bacon and all the regular fixings to your table, which is great when you have little kids again, because you're not having to get up and all right, you watch them. I'll go get like five plates of food and then bring it all back. It's, it's a lot easier. Um, but I would go ahead. Is that restaurant only for like princess meals or is there just kind of regular service too? It's, it's, as far as I know, for every other meal, it's only a character meal. Okay. So, yeah, but it, it is has only a character. Yeah, I knew at least. Yes, yeah, so all three of the meals are character meals. But you get to meet five princesses. You meet Belle when you first walk in in her yellow dress. Then there's we had Cinderella, Aurora, Snow White, and Ariel. And they do this cute little thing where they go and like do a kid processional kind of through the restaurant and all the princesses stop at your table with the exception of Belle because you already met her at the beginning. Um, And, you know, you can take pictures and there's good interaction. The character interaction was really, really good. Um, But and the hot food was really good. But I'm not brave enough to try like salmon for breakfast. Like they had salmon and they had some cheeses and um like bagels and donut holes out on a buffet that you could go and get. And I went up there and it was, it was, it looked good, but I'm just like, I'm not brave enough for fish at breakfast because you're in Norway, you're in the Norway pavilion in Epcot. So, but I wanted to ask you guys who have done them, if you've done both Akershus and Cinderella's Royal Table, which is the other predominantly princess character meal, which one you guys preferred? I've never done either one, so yeah. I can't yeah, wait. No. But I didn't know if Melanie or Milford had. We've done royal table, royal, yeah, is it royal table in the castle? Yeah. Yeah, we've done it twice. The kids really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say we enjoyed it all that well. It was <laughs> a breakfast, and it was kind of weird. So, and then, yeah. and then also, um, Random character shows up from, yeah. I'll think of it in a minute. Well, the weird thing was, was the character's a guy. So why is he oh, a princess? that's weird. So. That is weird. It wasn't one of the princesses princes? Right, no, you didn't get Prince Charming? It was, this is so horrible. I can't think of my Disney <laughs> trivia. Is it's, it like the Emperor's New Groove comes no, through? No, it was. Uh, it's, it's Prince Ali. Kuzco's kind of a princess. He's very, you know. <laughs> he is very, uh, yes. It's Who's Aladdin. Good? Oh. It's Prince Ali. Was Jasmine there? No. She can be that in the rotation. The We've seen part. her there. But she wasn't there that morning. That's so weird. The morning we went to That's Royal random. Table, and it's been a while ago. Mm-hmm. This was when my kids were really young. I mean, we're talking. 11 and or 12 and 9 so you know they were mm-hmm. all into all that stuff um but it was cinderella snow white bell and aladdin <laughs> poor aladdin okay and i'm like okay, okay this is supposed to be a princess breakfast i'm pretty right. sure anyway sorry that's funny but i no. can't i can't compare no. it to Akers just because i haven't been there so well, the reason I, I have, ask, it, go ahead. yeah, no, I haven't either. We've we've done Crystal Palace and Chef Mickey's. I don't think we'll ever do Chef Mickey's again. It just was not. It was too chaotic for us. That mm-hmm. it's the buffet thing. Yeah, we're, I mean, Crystal Palace was set up a little different. We were at an evening meal, and the pace was a little bit 
it was better paced where Chef Mickey's just the pace seemed to be boom, 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 boom. It was like the the character pacing was odd as well. And it we weren't as big a fans of the Chef Mickey's atmosphere, but we absolutely adored the Crystal Palace atmosphere. Um, we actually had two fifteen reservations. So it was at two fifteen in the afternoon. By the time we actually were seated, it was about two thirty, which was still within my realm of we're okay waiting. We we weren't waiting too much longer. They had assured us that it was actually actually a better wait. A better if we could wait just a few, we would be glad because if we were because we had gone through one time through the buffet part one time. It was lunch. By the time we went back for seconds, it was dinner. So it was like two different, oh, completely nice. different buffets. It was fantastic. And this was several years ago, so I don't know if they do the same thing anymore. I but think, it was like they like the completely one trip. Yeah, they like completely cleared out all the food and brought out fresh, <sighs> fresh eats. And I'm like, I am so all about this. And it was my son's birthday. It was actually his actual birthday. Aww. And I thought, and he was nine at the time. He's my senior in high school now. Oh my gosh! And I had thought that he would be a little old for the Winnie the Pooh scene. Because he's also my most jaded. He was like, he's a very old soul. He was kind of born an old man. (laughs) But once he passes through the gates of Walt Disney World, he is a blooming four-year-old again. It's hilarious. And he absolutely loved the Crystal Palace atmosphere. Our server was fantastic. Pretty much made the entire restaurant sing happy birthday to him. (laughs) It was so wonderful. But we've never done Acre Shoes before. Um. I will say, though, on our Alaskan cruise, we had salmon for breakfast every morning. Mm-hmm. Give it a try. Okay. I will make worst thing, It's kind of like when you eat sushi. And I always say this when I eat sushi because we typically try something, one new thing every time we eat sushi. I always say be prepared to hate whatever you put in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but you just never know. It could be fantastic. And that's how I discovered what I did and didn't like in the world of sushi. <sighs> and the same is true with salmon. It is not for everybody. I don't like it when it gets too smoky. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. But if oh, the yeah. smoke flavor is mild, then I'm okay with it. So, you know, a little nibble never hurt anybody. <laughs> You know, so give it a go. Um, in worst case scenario, it was the buffet. It's not like you paid a la carte for it. Right, exactly. <laughs> and well, my daughter, and what happened, how we found out she liked sushi was because it was pink. <laughs> she liked everything pink. And, of course, the fish was pink. And she's well, like, you, you know, I'll do whatever works when it comes to expanding a child's palate these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, anything beyond hot dogs and Chicken nuggets, right? I know. Except for on Disney Cruise Line, those chicken nuggets are fantastic. (laughs) I'm just saying. They're phenomenal. Well, the reason I brought it up was because, you know, they get compared a lot because they're both princess meals. But Akershus is only one table service credit, whereas Cinderella's Royal Table is two. I think it's got to be because it's in the castle. It has to be a location issue. But I think after we after we had eaten it both, I came down on the side of Cinderella's royal table. One for the atmosphere, right? Because you're eating in the castle. In the castle. Yeah, like you can't get better than that. And two, because I thought the food was better. Like it's different in that you are kind of ordering a la carte, but it's also mm-hmm. all you can eat. You know, so if you finish all of the giant, like my husband always gets the apple stuffed French toast thing. 
and um, you know, he can get as much of that as he wants and, and the kids are still free and all that good stuff or Zachary was when he was real little, but yeah, I just, I thought it was, I was glad that we did it because I wanted to try something different, but I still paid, even with my tables and Wonderland card, it was still, I think $150 for the four of us. So it was mm-hmm. still just, you know, I could have paid a little bit more and eaten in the castle. So I just want to kind of throw that out right. there. Cause I was just kind of curious to see what everybody else was thinking, because general line is if you're going to do a princess meal, do accuracies. That's what's all over the internet. When you're looking at planning sites, I was just surprised that, you know, I kind of disagreed there, but it was good. And I'm not going to say anything. And the, like I said, the character interaction was good. If you, if anybody follows me on social media, my son is completely obsessed with snow white and has been for like a year and a half now. And so, I mean, because I don't, I don't think I've told the story before, but maybe I think it was about two years ago we went and we were eating in Cinderella's Royal table and he was, he was only like 15 months old. So he was real little and he was sitting there and he's eating his breakfast and he was completely ignoring any character that came to the table and snow white came and she like got right up close to him and she was talking to him and she um, kissed him on the cheek and he had this big lipstick stain on his cheek. And then she looked at us and she said, I have a way with little men. And ever since that, which cracked me up, right? Cause snow white, but right. <laughs> she, ever since, and there's this picture that I have where he is just staring at her. Like it's the most, beautiful creature he's ever seen and (laughs) ever since anytime we meet snow white he's completely awestruck and i have this picture of him with her at acker shoes and she's standing behind him and she has her hand you know just resting lightly on his shoulder and the look on his face is oh my gosh he's touching me like i can't believe we call that the pretty lady face yes it's the pretty lady precious and then Aww. later we met her again at mickey's not so scary halloween party because there was no line she was just kind of hanging out so we went and um went and visited her and it was the same thing he just kind of stared and he was like oh my god so snow white always makes our meals no matter what but the really cool thing i'm talking a lot but um the really cool thing about our pre-park opening breakfast was we got finished right at eight fifty-five. you know the big attraction right now at Epcot is frozen ever after. So I had a fast pass for it later in the afternoon and I was stupid and let it go to change it for a test track thinking I was going to be smart and be able to get two of the tier ones done. Um, cause we got out, like I said, at eight fifty five, we were the fourth in line for frozen ever after before it even opened. And then they come out at like five after nine and they're like, yeah, it's broken down. And we don't know how long it's going to be. So we waited oh. like, I know, I was so disappointed. <laughs> so we waited around 30, 45 minutes. And then they came back out again and they said they're trying to, you know, restart it and get it booted back up. But that process takes an hour. So if it worked, we were still going to be guaranteed to be in line for at least another hour. And I just can't do that. I just, no. I have no patience for lines. So we just decided to skip it and we'll try it again next time. So I still haven't ridden Frozen Ever After. Um, but we went and met Anna and Elsa, which is always fun because they're right. adorable. They and are. They are. They're so fun. I just like to, I like, I love Anna because she talks a lot. Oh my and goodness. I know, right? 
um, so she just goes on and on and on and on and on and just chitters and chatters and chatters and chatters. And you're just like, I have no idea what you're saying. And I'm kind of following, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, but we'll just go with it. So then again, it got really hot. We decided we were going to head out. We did meet a couple more characters. We had a fast pass for the character spot in future world. And my daughter had like a bucket list of things she had to get done. And it was all things that her classmates at school had said, you have to get a picture with so-and-so. So she had to get a picture with Mickey. So he was the last on our bucket list. And so we saw him at character spot and he was great. And Minnie was great, but Goofy was also there. And she was once again wearing her happy birthday button. And so Goofy was trying to guess how old she was. And so he holds up all the fingers on his left hand and two fingers on his right hand. And Melanie's trying to connect, correct him. She's like, no, I'm six. I'm not seven. Not realizing that Goofy only has four fingers on each <laughs> hand. So Goofy is, you know, pantomiming to her, count my fingers. And so it took her like three times of counting how many fingers he actually had held up before she realized it was six. She's like, oh, so it was, it was really cute. Oh, and me and the, awesome. um, the photo pass photographer were joking about it because it was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> So again, we went back because, you know, with little kids, it's very important to take breaks in the middle of the day. So got super hot, left, went to the hotel, rested for a little bit. And then we went to Disney Springs, which is my first experience with the almost fully renovated Disney Springs. Holy cow. Like Milford, I heard you talk about it. And Crystal, I've heard talk about it. But it is like, I feel like a Disney vet, right? Like I know what I'm doing. I walked in there. I had no clue where I was. None. I came out of the green garage, the lime garage, and I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know where I am. I need a map. I don't know what I'm doing. So we just kind of walked around and looked, and I tried to orient myself within Disney Springs, and it's gorgeous. But that whole town center section, like, completely threw me for a loop because I didn't know where I was. You can get completely turned around in there, too. I mean, it's so immense. But it was it really was beautiful and the shopping is great and the new restaurants look amazing. Homecoming is on my to-do list for our next trip, but we ate at, um, blaze pizza, I think is what it's called where, um, it's like a little quick service pizza place. And for like $9, you get a fairly good sized pizza and they cook it in three minutes. So you go down like an assembly line where you watch them make your pizza and then it, you know, cooks really quickly and it was really good. Um, yeah, we ate at one of those in Williamsburg a couple oh, months nice. ago, and they're opening one in about 10 minutes from my house um, in the next couple of months. So Ooh, the, I didn't realize the, it I was will a say chain. It is. It's not a huge chain, but the product is really well done. It is. Again, yeah. the, for the, you're not, it's going to be a little less expensive, like a dollar or two less expensive out in the real world. Um, right. I think there's $9 pizzas there, I think, or seven in the real world, but... Um, for the price, maybe they're eight. I can't remember. I guess it just depends on which ones you get. But they are very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that three-minute, like the line was out the door when we were in Williamsburg. They were through the entire line within 15 minutes. Yeah, it takes no time whatsoever. It really doesn't. And it's a fun atmosphere. It, it, it's a well-done design. Yeah, and and the agree. product is really good. The pizza was so, so good. It was. It was really good. So and we I didn't know split. that they had one there. So they do. It was kind of hidden. Again, I don't know where I was. Um, but 
<laughs> we just kind of came upon it. And we were kind of hungry for a snack because we had reservations later at T-Rex. Right. But we just kind of said so the four of us split like one pizza and it was perfect just for like a little snack kind of thing. And then, you know, again, we just kind of walked around a little bit of shopping before we had our, um, we had a reservation at T-Rex. And I wanted to say, just kind of as a tip to throw it out there, that I couldn't get reservations through Disney for T-Rex, which is one of the restaurants that my kids love because the atmosphere is so fun and bright and, you know, all the dinosaurs and all that good stuff. So I went through Open Table and got one. And it was, like super fast like we waited in line like in the actual they've called your name line because t-rex does their waiting so annoyingly but um they but it took no time whatsoever and then i even got like a follow-up call did you make it to your reservation on time like it was really nice um and then again the food is good it's not great but it was good and then i'm like halfway through i promise um and then the next day we went to Magic Kingdom, where again we rode Barnstormer like a thousand times, um, because my kids are completely obsessed. And then we all went back to the hotel. And then that night, my daughter and I came back, just us, and um, I got her on Splash Mountain for the very first time. And I hadn't ridden it since I was a teenager, so it was um, kind of almost brand new for me too because it had been so long. And we went <laughs> and met Tinkerbell, and I had never met her in like the spot over there near the entrance of magic kingdom before. And this Tinkerbell was so funny. She was like leaning on people and she was just acting. So uh, she was just so goofy. It was the characterization was perfect. And then I had on my um, glow in the dark ears that have Tinkerbell on them. And she was completely obsessed with them. Like I wasn't going to get in the picture because, you know, I, I let my kid now that she's old enough to not, be scared of the characters. I kind of let her do that on her own now. And Tinkerbell was like, no, you have clothing that has me on it. You have to be in the picture. So she like dragged me in and it was, um, it was cute. It was really, really fun. And then Melanie and I stayed for the fireworks before we went back home. And that was supposed to be the end of our trip because of the, yeah, that's when we were planning to go back home. So Wednesday I had only bought my kids four-day park hopper passes so their park hopper was done and then they had a ticket for mickey's not so scary but that wasn't until thursday so that wednesday we were just going to hang out at the pool we were switching hotels we left kadani village and we went to art of animation and stayed in the um little mermaid rooms which were cute they were perfectly fine my daughter was like loved it but we decided my husband and i because we have the annual passes we're like well we can go somewhere just because they can't doesn't mean we can't so we used one of the kids clubs, the Simba's Cub House at Animal Kingdom and dropped the kids off for three hours. And we went to um, Hollywood Studios to get in the Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror that we couldn't do with the kids. Um, but it was our first time using one of those um, kids clubhouses and it was really, really great. Um, I don't know if anybody else has used them before, but of course, when I tell people back home about using a, a babysitting service of someone I don't know, they're like, oh, how could you do that? But I'm like, it's Disney. Like, of course, it's going to be great. But we dropped them off and they, you know, ran in, started playing with the games. They did dress up. They did some sort of like craft where they made a necklace with somebody and um, 
and Hollywood Studios was the deadest I had ever seen it. One of the cast members told us that the Rock and Roller Coaster line had not been more than 20 minutes all day long. So wow. we rode Rock and Roller. Yeah, I mean, seriously. It was dead. We rode Rock and Roller Coaster three times. We rode Tower of Terror. We rode Toy Story Mania. And we had like we had a little snack at the Brown Derby Lounge. Um, all within the three hours. And that was with travel time too. Like dropping off the kids, getting there, doing all that stuff and traveling back to get the kids within the three hour mark. So it was it was great. You know, little kid free time is good, even on a family vacation. Yeah, we've used the Neverland Club at the Polynesian before. I think we're going to use that one next time because now that I've, you know, now that I've tried it, I love it. And that's why we cruise kids. Right. I know. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's the only way to travel. It was the best. It was the best. Plus, there was the, um, I didn't know because it didn't say on the website, but there was an annual pass holder discount for that, too. So it didn't cost as much as we thought it was going to. Um, But it was. Yeah, that was the best experience. We'll definitely do that again. And the kids were like, can we go back? Can we go back? So, again, Melanie, that made me think of you because you're saying how your kids are always like, peace out, see you later, you know, and go into their own kids' clubs on the cruises. So, it just oh, reminds absolutely. me. Yeah, it just reminds me again that Disney does it right, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, right. I think when I told you that we had to change our dates for our cruise, I think my oldest was probably, and it was shocking, he was probably the most upset about it because – he would have aged out, of, or he will have aged out of five by oh, our next oh. cruise. I'll have an adult child. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> not even right. But so, you know, he's already had to say goodbye to the kids club. So, but, you oh, know, oh. one phase gone. Now he gets to enter the adults only areas. So there you go. he's on to the next adventure. But yeah, there's the, Disney does kids clubs. Phenomenally, not only that, but they have top-notch security mechanisms right. in place. And to add on to that, the communication that they have with parents, whether it's through cell phones, wave phones, they, the communication is there. So if you are ever needed, you, you'll be ready. Yeah, and we, like, they had this roped area roped off where we weren't even, as parents, we weren't allowed to go back there and get nope. our own child. Like, nope. Yeah, you weren't allowed that in. That is called I, secured programming. Yeah, it was, you know, it it made it a lot easier for me, especially because, you know, I have a three-year-old, so he's, you know, he's the climber. He's the crazy, the wild one. <laughs> so you're always like, what's what in here could he kill himself with? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, to I get him back those. safely three hours yes. later made me feel good. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and it was good for them, too, I think, because. It had been a long time since we'd done a full week together as a family, especially staying in one room. So it was, I think they were just as happy to get away from us as we were to have a little bit of a break from them. So it was good all around. So then the next day was Thursday and it was our last official day there. And it was our um, not so scary Halloween party day. And if y'all hadn't seen the pictures, we dressed up as Star Wars, um, which was great but it was also super hot as i'm not kidding you as soon as we got in there and we took our first picture like my husband had his vest off he had his shirt sleeves rolled up he was yeah he was like i'm dying and melanie had already stripped off half of her ray costume so she was just walking around in khaki shorts and tank top but and meanwhile i'm still walking around with my princess leia buns 
So, which was got interesting comments all night long. But we got there at four o'clock because that's as soon as the kids could get in with their um, with their party tickets. And we were there from four o'clock until ten o'clock. We um, we left right before Halloween started. They started at ten fifteen that night, and my kids were just done. Six hours in the park was just too much, almost too much for them. But I was thinking the whole time I was there that RJ had said that there were three types of people. Like there's three types of people who go to these parties and there's the people who try to ride all the rides because the lines are so short. There are the people who go for all the candy. And then there are people who try to catch all of the shows. And I think we tried to do all three, but failed spectacularly. We, not that it was a bad experience. I don't want to say that, but like we got there, we got little candy bags um, and of course, Zachary's still obsessed with Barnstormer, so we're on it about 800 times. And went to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which had it was almost walk on, like it was like a five to ten minute wait each time, and we rode it three times. Wow! Yeah, it was great. It was a pretty slow party, I think, because it was a midweek party, and it was still early in September, so it it looked kind of crowded. Because there's no fast pass lines, which is what hit me about half the way through. Because, of course, you can't get a fast pass during the party. So everybody's going through the standby queue. But it's just it was just go, go, go. You could where I would have been stuck waiting at an hour took 10 minutes just to kind of walk through because they were loading them on so fast. And Zachary was tall enough for that one, too, because I think it has like a 35 inch height requirement. And it may I was actually more comfortable with him him on that roller coaster because it has an individual lap bar as opposed to barnstormer where it comes down across the whole seat. So it would stop at my legs, not his. Um, so of course he's sliding all around on barnstormer, but on seven dwarves, he was like, "Woo, I'm good. Um, and then we stopped at like five different candy spots. We watched the booty you parade. We missed the, um, the sisters. What are they called? The from oh the Sanderson sisters yes yes we missed them um, but watched the booty you parade met a couple of characters we did Goofy we met Snow White like I said before and then no joke guys we were there for six hours we never went to the left side of the park we only got to Fantasyland and Tomorrowland and that was it in the hub we never made it the other side I don't know how people fit it all in like do you have to go to multiple parties. To go to see it all? Because I couldn't. I was so, like, I was so overwhelmed. It was a great experience, and it was so much fun. But it was like, like, I don't know what to do next. I felt like a, like a, new, a, newbie, a newbie, and I was. <laughs> like, this is what people must feel like the first time they go to Disney World. Like, how do you get it all in? But, um, but it was great. It was, um, again, it was just a lot of fun. And the Booty Parade was really, really cute. Still doesn't top Festival of Fantasy Parade for me, but it was still really, really good. And uh, we watched the fireworks from the um, Ticket Transportation Center as we were leaving. I assumed they were good, too. The fireworks looked good, but I didn't hear any of the music piped in or anything. And then Friday, finally, was our departure day, which is, of course, the saddest day. And... It was Melanie, my daughter's actual birthday. So I had told her all week, I said, your actual birthday, you can pick a, a breakfast anywhere you want. Like we can go anywhere you want. If you want to see characters, if you want to go back to Ohana, we'll do that, whatever you want. She said, mm, how about just at our resort? 
So we ate at Landscape of Flavors for her birthday breakfast in the art of animation. But, um, you know, whatever. She got her Mickey waffle. That's all she cared about. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. Then we went home and, you know, real life came back. But um, it was great. It was great. And I already can't wait to go back again. And my kids are still asking. You know, again, he's my three-year-old. He's every time we get in the car, we go to Disney World. No, honey, we're not going to Disney World yet. <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty much it. So I have a question for you, okay. Miss Miss Type A Planner. <laughs> Did you enjoy kind of not sticking to your usual plan, or was that like really stressful for you? <laughs> it's a little bit of both, right? Okay. <laughs> um, once, like on the ride down there, when we were having to change the days and all, and get the new resort and all that, I was really stressed because not only was I dealing with all of the the planning stuff in a car where usually I'm at home and relaxed and figuring it all out. Um, like I also had my parents texting me, Oh my God, where are you? Are you still alive? Like at the same time. So I was really, really overwhelmed with um, the whole planning process. But as type a planner as I am, like I'm still like the mom of little kids. So I understand that flexibility is key and you know, I know I've had this conversation with RJ before about how you just, you really have to relax. You want to do all and you want to see all and you want to plan it all down to the minute, but you really can't because you never, like Zachary, like I was saying, he was completely enamored with Barnstormer and he wrote it, no joke, five times in a row. And so you just make allowances for that and that's okay. It didn't stress me out too bad because... You know, it was fun, but no, I was fine. I didn't melt down or anything. You'd be proud <laughs> of me. <laughs> but it made me practice what I preach, right? Yeah, it's a lot easier Flexibility. to say, oh, yeah, yeah just yeah. relax, and then actually doing it is not the same thing. <laughs> exactly. It made me practice what I preach, so that, that was good for me. It's tough with the group trip that I have coming up in December to let the planning go because yeah. we don't have reservation numbers for a while and we're talking Christmas time at the park. So high park levels. And theoretically I could make fast pass selections in about a month, but I'm not going to be able to. <laughs> so, right. How do you plan for a group that big? Cause didn't you say it's like 60 people or something? It is. Um, they'll break it down into chaperone size groups. Um, we have a uh, agent for the school board who does these big plan, these big trips. I don't know if they're, a travel agent specifically, or if they're a travel coordinator for the school board, I don't know, but they do large trips for all of the schools in the district. But when it, so they do the booking of the hotels of the charter, they handle the money. But when it comes down to it, we will eventually have a reservation number, obviously, and we will be able to make fast passes once we get that, but we might not get that until a week before we leave. So I, I really don't know. We've already made dining reservations. I've got candlelight processional dining reservations because we are well within the window, whether we're staying on site or not. Um, so we can do dining, but it, when it comes to fast passes, I may or may not be able to make them at all. And it would only be for me and five other kids. So that that's not, that's easy peasy. I would just need, you know, the numbers on the insides of their magic bands, but and I might just be flying, you know, I might just link us all on the app and hopefully I can go from there. But we may have them. We may not. I just, 
I'm going to have to let my alpha planning go to the wayside. So do you already have an itinerary of where you're at every day? No. Um, the only, well, we have two events. So we know that we're going to be in Epcot on one day for an event. We have a reception in the Living Seas Pavilion Lounge, and then they are marching in Magic Kingdom the next day. So we have four-day park hoppers. Other than the reception, that that's a free day. So we are required to be at the reception, which is going to be amazing. And then we will, of course, are required to be together for most of the marching day for the three o'clock. They're going to be marching during the three o'clock parade, but they'll be there much earlier than that. And then once they've dismissed from the parade and the instruments are stowed, then the rest of the day is free. And then we'll have two more days to be that are free days where the chaperones and the kids kind of decide amongst ourselves where we're going to be. That's nice. So we have a little bit of free reign. Um, so it's not going to be all business or all scheduled time by any stretch, but so we have some great things planned where obviously we're going to have to be in certain parks at certain times, but otherwise it'll be free days where we can just enjoy the parks with the kids. And what's really fun is, which makes me a little bit more nervous is that some of these kids, this will be their first time going. And I will honestly be able to say that for some of the kids, it may be their only time Mm -hmm. going. So no no pressure, pressure, no pressure. (laughs) (laughs) And what's the Uh, age group again? These are all high schoolers. So it's marching band students and their families who will be going. Um, Some are, you know, like, Obviously, us, we're bringing the whole family. Others, it's just the student, you know, so their families are staying at home. And so they're going on it as kind of a school field trip. And so it'll be a mix of kids with families and kids who are traveling solo. And um, it'll be fun. It's a good group of kids. I mean, this group of kids are, they're the hardest working, neatest bunch of kids. But there's even the best group of kids. When it comes down to it, it's a big group of kids. (laughs) Yeah. It, but it'll be fun. Um, I just have to let go of some of my alpha planning tendencies and roll with it and realize that, you know, I will say our band booster club president who is organizing us all on the administrative side anyway, making sure everybody gets their tickets and things. She has put up with so many of my questions I'm like, well, what is this? You know, does our dining plan include this? Does our dining plan not include this? You know, <laughs> I think she just rolls her eyes whenever my name comes up on her email queue. So <laughs> she is she is a saint for putting up with the likes of me on this trip. <laughs> she had no clue. <laughs> you know, and you know, so it it's coming up more you know, very quickly. You know, the next couple months are gonna fly by with parade preparations and we're in the heart of marching band season right now, competition season. So it it's going to be a really fun time so i can't wait to be able to tell you guys all about that trip because that is going to be amazing can't believe i'm already looking forward to christmas and it's only the last week of september it's coming <laughs> fast. it is so we'll see how it goes hopefully by november i'd love to be able to make fast passes by november i think he's going he, the barging band director is very smart he will be he's trying to divide groups of kids by parents who are disney literate <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so I have a question about that. Yeah. What, because I haven't ever taken teenagers before, what are your fast pass priorities for teenagers? For teenagers, it's going to be your e-ticket rides for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Because teenagers, especially ones who have never been, 
they're they're thrill seekers. They're gonna want it. Magic Kingdom. It's it's a no brainer. The mountains. Thunder Mountain. <laughs> the mountains. When does Thunder come back up online? I don't know that it's. I, I think it's, it's November. Okay. November ninth, so maybe. Okay, we're we're in, we're in the clear then. So yeah, the, the mountain ranges at Magic Kingdom. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. That mm-hmm. that's huge with teenagers. Um, I would say the Jungle Cruise only because it's Jingle Cruise. Right. And it's a little corny. I think it's important to uh, make sure that they experience that. Experience <laughs> some of that. We will be hosted onto It's a Small World, and I'll talk about more about that later. So, um, I think anything with a song written by the Sherman Brothers is priority number one on our vacation because of the overriding Sherman theme we'll be having. So I, I think historically right. that's going to be important for some context for them. Um, but I, I think anything with the Sherman Brothers song will be high on our list just for from an experiential point from everything that they're going to be doing all semester long um, with the music history there. So for Magic Kingdom, yeah, your e-ticket rides plus Pirates, the, the, that would be where I would go with Magic Kingdom. Um, Hollywood Studios, obviously Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster. Right. <laughs> and, and Star Wars. Star yes. Wars. And I think because these kids were raised on Pixar, you know, my my son was a toddler when Toy Story was released. And he watched the VHS of Toy Story so many times. Yes, the VHS cassette. So many times the tape snapped. In that scene where Andy's mom puts him to bed, the tape broke. I got out a piece of scotch tape and fixed it. You see a little fuzzy blurb right there? And then the tape continues. I was like, wow, I didn't even know that would work. I was going to say, I'm amazed that worked. (laughs) I am too. I would have had to go out and buy a new one. I would have, and I'd have done it in a heartbeat. So this, these kids really have grown up on Pixar in a way that we never did. You know, that's their thing. That's their generation's Disney. So I, I would definitely not, even because they're teenagers, I would not overlook the importance of Pixar in their lives. Heading over to Animal Kingdom, obviously Everest and Dinosaur. Right. I, I would say my kids could kind of take or leave the safari. We enjoy it, but if we don't get to do it, it's not heartbreaking for them. So I guess that depends on your fast pass availability versus wait time to see if you're going to do the safari, Kilimanjaro safaris, and weather dependent on whether or not you do the Pawnee River Rapids. <laughs> My son detests being wet. Yeah. And the sign says, you might get wet, but you will get soaked. <laughs> <laughs> or some such wording like that. I forget how the phrases go. But I remember last time we wrote it, it was April. And it was a warm, warm day in April. And his jeans got wet. And, oh, he was miserable. So <laughs> we we kind of figured we, we might get that one with him. Um, you know, I've never ridden it for that reason. I can't stand to be wet in a theme park. Yeah, it, it, it's not comfortable. So maybe do it last yeah. or do it first and bring a change of clothes. You know, th- those yeah. are options that I think are very realistic. Um, my daughter ended up chafing because she had on some denim shorts. So we bought her this cute little animal print sundress at one of the gift shops that really was actually quite reasonable. I don't want to say we spent, we spent under $20 on it. And she wore that sundress for a year. (laughs) So I thought it was $20 well spent. For shows, 
I think Festival of the Lion King. Yeah. Teenagers are going to love that one. Lion King, my, my teenage boys love that story of the Lion King. Um, I, I raised my kids on Disney, much like you've raised yours on Star Wars. I've raised them <laughs> like the, the Lion King is a movie that they like. And I think just the fact that it doesn't follow the plot of the movie. It, it's not about the movie. It, it's its own little circus stage show. It's entertaining and interactive. And the acrobats are really fantastic. So if you're going to go do a show, I, I definitely recommend Festival of the Lion King for teenagers. Which leaves, which one am I at? Epcot. Oh, goodness. Epcot. I can't wait <laughs> to do Soren. My kids so are so happy. They heard that Patrick Warburton was still chief flight attendant. They Aww. were thrilled. They love Kronk. Kronk is their man. So when they heard that he was coming back on board for Soren, they were super excited. Um, I think they like that more than they like the actual attraction. And I'm not even halfway kidding on that. So <laughs> looking forward to that, you know, I don't do mission space anymore mm. because I did it once several years ago and I will never do it again, even on the less version. But, you know, teenagers like that stuff. They're going to love Test Track. They're going to love mission space. I like Spaceship Earth, and my, once my daughter figured out that she could change the languages, it became a whole new experience. So if you have a child or a teenager who's taking a foreign language in school, I highly recommend choosing that language when you're on mission space. Huh. So if they're taking Spanish, pick Spanish. If they're taking French, pick French. My daughter happened to accidentally pick Portuguese one time, and it was quite interesting because I knew the script so well in English, how many of the words and things that I could still understand versus, of course, I didn't know 80% of it. So, you know, think of Phoenician. <laughs> you can really understand a lot more than you think you might. So if you do have a student taking a foreign language, definitely pick that foreign language on Spaceship Earth. And I think that takes us all around the major parks. I think you did it. I think I did it. <laughs> And then when you're all done with that and you're exhausted, go take a cruise and then you'll never see each other again. <laughs> They'll be in vibe the entire time making zombie movies. It's fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, there is still so much, even though my kids, you know, have started when it comes to theme park travel, they've kind of gravitated more towards the bush gardens and things that have more thrill rides and more roller coasters. There's still so many great things for teenagers. If, to experience other than thrill rides at the parks. So, and I'm looking forward this Christmas. We have, believe it or not, never been to the Candlelight Processional. So that's something I'm looking forward to experiencing with them. Um, so there's always something new to do. As many times I've been going to Walt Disney World since 1979, and I still can honestly say I've not done it all. Never close. Hey, that's the best part, right? It's always something new, always a new adventure. And I've never been with this many teenagers. <laughs> Pray for me. So, you know, it's, there's always something really fantastic going on. And I, I think we're going to have a ball personally. Some people think I'm crazy. You're going with that many? I'm like, absolutely. It's going to be so much fun. Because I never get to go again for the first time. Right. But I get to go with them when they do. So I, I'm on board. A thousand percent. So it'll be fun. There's plenty to do with teenagers. If you ever need any recommendations, definitely hit me up. Definitely. I think that might cover everything we were going to be talking about tonight. So if you have any questions about Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, we have 
Adrian, and our pirate producer is there right now. He is currently at Walt Disney World having a wonderful Halloween experience. So you can hit us up over on Facebook at facebook.com slash DizExplorers and join the conversation over there. And before we leave, we always like to go around the table and let you guys know where you can get in touch with us online. So we'll start with Jessica. All right. So my blog is duchessofdisneyland.com. You can also find me on Facebook at Duchess of Disneyland, Twitter at Duchess Jessica, or Instagram at The Duchess of Disneyland. And Milford. You can find me on my blog, milfordhutzel.com. That's my Milford on the Move blog. You can also find me on Facebook, Milford on the Move, and on Twitter, Milford on Move. And Adrian. You can find my blog at www.bound.com and find me on Facebook at AdriWDWBound and Twitter at WDWBound underscore com. And this is Melanie. You can find me at DCLPrepSchool.com, which is Disney Cruise Line, so it's DCLPrepSchool.com. On Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash DCLPrepSchool. And over on Twitter, it's my handle is DCLPrepSchool.com there as well so thank you guys for joining us as we get to talk about all of the autumn happenings and the spooky things going on at walt disney world right now for you to enjoy and until next week we'll see you real soon bye Thank you.